0: This is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast. The Modern Architect features one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. Our show informs and illuminates the transformation that architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. And now, introducing the host of the Modern Architect, Tom DiOro. Thank you.
1: Today, we're joined by Justin Page Wood. Justin is the owner and founder of JPW Design Studio and began his firm while studying architecture at Cal Poly Pomona in Southern California. Since then, his team of 15 designers has designed over 350 custom websites for architecture, design and real estate firms throughout the nation. Today, he and his wife live east of Dallas, Texas with four kids, hope this number is still accurate, seven seven cats, (laughs) two two dogs, and two rabbits on 10 beautiful acres. For more information, feel free to visit the website at jpwdesignstudio.com. Again, that's jpwdesignstudio.com. Today's episode is made possible by Modeler, the rapidly growing community for AEC professionals to find and share design inspiration. Created and maintained by architects, join hundreds of thousands of other AEC professionals who are part of the Modeler community. Visit modler.com and follow Modler on your favorite social media channels for regular design inspiration. Justin, really honored and thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Justin, we'd like to start our show with the uh, if you have a quote or a prayer or a mantra that that really matters to you uh, that you kind of carry personally and professionally, we'd love to hear it. If not, we can we'll just obviously continue on with the show.
0: Yeah, I I don't have a specific thing. One of the things that we have on our website for my business and the thing I think that really I really stands out to me is just just encouraging people to do the things that they love, the things that they believe in the, the work that they love doing. Um, I think that when when you discover the thing that you love doing most, you know, that's gonna be the most motivating and really encourage others to do that. Um so I, you know, I've done in my own, I've tried to have that be part of the way I just go about my business or helping my team, you know, find wh- what kind of work they enjoy doing the most. Keeping them motivated. So I think that's the kind of the biggest thing for me, and with my kids too. Especially like identifying, paying attention to what they gravitate to the most, and then making sure that they um, are able to do that. Yeah. What encouraged you to be that
1: encouraging? Is it something that you fairly recently adopted? Is something you grew up with? Why is that really going to captivate a bit of an essence of who you are, Justin?
0: Um. I'm not, I'm, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. I I like, I keep building things, not necessarily like buildings, but um, I guess, you know, when, especially like building a business or working with a client, like when someone's passionate about what they love doing, it's easier, you know, to work with them and talk about those things. So I'm not, I guess maybe it's my personality. I don't like to talk about uh, like menial things, but I love, I love when someone's really passionate about a certain thing learning about it from this. I think I, I just love and this is one thing when I started my business, I used to wanted everything. So I went to school for architecture. I've been just doing websites since I was a kid. And then uh we did I did photography and interior design. And so I, I love to learn all these different industries and things, but I I realized I can't do it all. So maybe that might be part of it is when someone's really passionate about, about something and being able to learn it. So like my wife's really into knitting and sewing and I when, when I watch her do, it, I learned like how when the yarn comes into this spinning wheel mm-hmm. thing—I'm not sure what it's called—but the way that the yarn kind of comes in and spins, there's just something just fascinating that I, I didn't know about. And I think that when someone's passionate about it, learning about it, really getting good at something, um, and really getting into the details of it—I I think that's maybe why I have—I love so many different areas, but I, I realize I can't do it all. So it might be why I. <laughs> Well,
1: that's important to me. I'm not really sure. Now, Justin, as I told you uh, when we were in the virtual green room, is i loved your work for a long time. And uh, that's why, obviously, we were honored to have you on the show. What is it that differentiates you so much that it looks strikingly different from the vast majority of architecture, design, and even real estate websites that uh, that I've seen and our team has seen? It's just so... Uh, they're beautiful and they're timeless. You know, I think if if they never improved anything or put a new project on, it would look great ten years from now. How, how do you do
0: that? Thank you. Um, I don't. I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, I think that my like my background being in architecture and then being able to relate to other architects and interior designers and builders and real estate, you know, development firms that they. You know I, I, initially there's that kind of uh understanding aesthetically with my clients and so a lot of it is there's a lot of been a collaboration between you know presenting my work and then finding clients who relate a lot of what what we've done is has has been a collaboration um in that sense but um but definitely i guess if my style if i had to choose it i like the really more minimalist stuff and a lot of architects really really like that kind of very clean minimalistic look um but i don't know uh i i think it's just coming I, it's almost like i'm applying architectural design mm-hmm. to the website because that's my background so that's kind of the the angle that i take And i think that might be why it's different because i didn't end up becoming art arch- licensed architect um so that's kind of where i think that that kind of those two things came together. Yeah. talking about that collaboration and that, that
1: minimalist, that clean look is in my opinion, it's as if uh, immediately seeing a client of yours website, of course, you're not saying it's you who did it, Draws you in, and it makes you want to stay there and feel really good about being there. So, which is really unique in a digital space to actually have something in a digital space that makes you feel comfortable and actually want to be there. I don't know if that's by design or it just happens.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, because I think it's I think that's true because I've I've done so many websites that I sometimes I think I, you know, even though I get, I kind of get bothered. It's not a physical thing, you know, like with an architectural building. Is a physical thing and when you build it you can see it and people can experience it and i i'm not able to do that so i'm right i think that that be trying to make the design immersive like that as if it were similar to a physical space because people spend a lot of time sites uh sometimes more than actually looking at physical spaces sometimes so like being able to to capture that i think is i mean i think it's important especially as a communication tool um you know, that, that, that is important, especially, especially for like the work that we do works for architects and builders and, and designers. Um, you know, that, that is really, that is the most important aspect of it is is trying to make it feel like as if you could be in the physical space um, because when people are looking at, you know, work through a website, that's, that is what you're trying to convey. Now I will say like with clients, it's like, it is, it, you can't have a client ever go to 20 different projects physically and say, here's all the work I've done and go see it physically. This is the opportunity that you can really show that in one spot. Like you can't do it like a retail store where you got shoes lined up and people can go and see it like a showroom. So it is kind of like the showroom for built spaces. It's the closest thing I think you can get all in one spot.
1: Yeah, that's excellent description. Yeah, it, it It is a showroom. And what's unique is although the theme is a minimalist and clean, I I, I did notice that, uh, and if it's intellectual property, you don't have to share, but if you do, that's awesome, is how you're able to still have what I call range in that one, obviously you created them, but one looks dramatically different from another. There's just a style, but yet it's still unique. Is that again, like, is there a process that you go through to have that sort of, independent independence of uh, design
0: yeah we yeah that's one thing that um one of my favorite books is the e by michael gerber and he talks about you know creating systems repeatable systems and so we do have i mean it's not like a proprietary but we've we because we've done so many websites for architecture firms and interior design firms that we've really studied what's the best way to go about it, all the different possible examples and ways you could do it. So there is definitely a structure in terms of our approach to it, but a lot of it really comes down to like the client's photography, you know, that, that the photography is to me is the most important asset on the website and then designing around that, um, you know, that, and the, the topography really, you know, the, the, the choice and the, the fonts and positioning is really the only thing that we can control. Um, you know, we can't control the photography. So that's kind of a lot of where um, I've documented a lot of different, there's like 15 strategies in terms of design, website design positioning that I've documented. And then we always pull from um, as examples. So that I think that's why there's there's some similarities in that but really the photography is what makes the, each website different looking from each other.
1: How about even the logos of the companies? Because it's it, it. My appearance is my, my experience is the logos. It's consistent with the brand, at least the brand logo, the design.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is, is that another by design?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That informs. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That always informs the rest of the design. If it doesn't go with the logo, um, it'll be, it, it'll look off for <laughs> Do you design logos as well? Um, I, I used to, but that's, um, that's okay. been a, it, it's a project. I think that what I found is doing the logo and, and the website at the same time has been problematic. Um, so okay. I recommend if they can be done at a separate time. So we, we stopped doing that. Um, I drive my team crazy because sometimes I'll bring it back in and say let's do logos again. But um, well it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't go it doesn't go well and I'm not sure uh. why I think it's because the logo there's so like you're focusing on the minutiae of the curvature of letters and positioning, and it's almost like its own project. So we found that when they are done separately at different times that the result comes better because they do inform each other and trying to true address them at the same time um, is, is usually a challenge. Cause then it's almost, I don't know what it is, if it's like left brain, right brain or something, but it doesn't, it doesn't jive to do it at the same time. I mean, you can, but it, we've, we've I've had bad experience trying to, trying to do both, trying to tackle too many things at once. Yeah. This is excellent. You're
1: listening to the modern architect show and we're here with Justin Page. Wood and his company is jpwdesignstudio.com. Again, that's jpwdesignstudio.com. Justin, the uh, along the lines of the design and, and how unique each one is, I don't know if you're able to quantify it, but my, my sense is that it can make the difference in someone be, being a Prospect into a client just by their design, because that's the first place a person will go to see: uh, is this a, a architect, a designer, or a real estate agent or agency that I want to work with? And that design, at least to me, gives a real essence of what the company's about. What What's your thought on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I can only say this from from my experience of what I've been told from my clients, but. We've had many firms come back and after we've done site and say you know they had a big proposal coming up for instance, and almost all at least from what I've been told is that you know the client if it's a developer owner is going to look at the website and I've had many clients come back and say the website really saved. The proposal, uh, because of the presentation and the way it looked compared to competitors, so I think that just that alone is a really important, you know, important part of the marketing process for architecture firms. Um, and um, and there's ways to go about it in terms of like specifics, but but really, I I like to explain it. It's really you're establishing your credibility. You and just like we were saying before, with you can't go and see you know, someone, you're not going to take your client and drive to 20 different projects and show them in person. I mean, that would be cool from a presentation standpoint, but if you can't do that, then having your website be that thing that establishes your firm, uh, through the design is, is really, I mean, it is a big key part of marketing for any business, but especially mm-hmm. for architecture firms, real estate development firms, they, that is, you know, that's the number one it, or also like when you're presenting, you know, when you're printing stuff out, you're you're doing large posters or something like that when presenting in person, you know, it it is akin to that, but, but when they leave and they're going to go discuss proposals, you know, behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. that's going to be, you know, a place where they're they're going to go, they're going to always be curious, Googling you and finding you elsewhere. But really the website is the thing that you can control the most because you can't control, you know, social media, like Instagram, you can't control presentation there you can't really control how True. it looks on google but the website is the thing that you fully control the i call it the perception of your brand it's how how are you presenting your brand that's the that's the place that you can really dial in everything and present it the way you want to be presented
1: hey, can you share with your audience today some of the reactions of some of the clients let's go most recently of once they see a uh, their first draft of their their web their website and me and even the final final product
0: yeah it it is a i would say it is a journey it's we never when we're like when we're doing it internally creating the initial concepts we never get it right on the first draft is that what you're referring to okay. the conceptual design
1: yeah because it's true with a lot of things it, and sometimes it even looks like a little it can look a little disconcerting like whoa 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 where are we going and then yes. in, in very short time it turns into just this
0: beauty yeah yeah exactly so and i think i'm sure like in architecture i mean i haven't done that personally because i um only worked with other in other firms but um the it is definitely well one of the things that we do differently because i know like in professional service and stuff there's usually like numbers of revisions or here's this scope and you know we've never been able to just box it and say we're only going to do five or ten revisions we will we tell our clients oh we have to say it over and over again we will do everything we can to make sure that they love it no matter how many revisions or concepts we have to go through you know and sometimes it could take two years to get to the final product sometimes it takes only two months but i think that that's one of the things that, that we we approach is that we want to make sure that our clients. Are happy that they w- chose to work with us, so we'll do everything we can to make sure um, it, they're happy. And all of the just the process we we you know we do questionnaires and you know discovery kind of phone calls or reviewing ideas mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's it's hard to get it right on the. It's very rare to get it on, right on the first two or three drafts. Um, and sometimes we got to go back to the drawing board and we'll start all over again. That that happens about half the time, actually or it, it'll go in the right direction. And then by the time we get it built, you know, our clients will say, ah, that's what I wanted, but it's not looking like I was kind of imagining. So, and we'll, so we'll start over essentially, and that's okay. Cause that's what we do every day. Um, so that is where it is very collaborative, in that sense is that we are, we want our clients to be really happy. Um, it, you know, ultimately we'll give recommendations, but, you know, my, again, my aesthetic is very minimal. If I did it the way that I wanted to do it, everything would be black and white <laughs> and really minimal, but not everyone likes that. So um, yeah. that's part of the, that's part of the process for sure.
1: In particularly the marketplace that you're working with architecture, design and real estate is so just a very discerning taste, which is an interesting, I think somewhat of a, it's unique is because discerning tastes to taste and yet Many architects for the websites that I've seen, they're (laughs) boring.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and I I think that I think that really comes down to the fact that most web design companies come at it from a development, not everyone. there's some that are like very design oriented and they tend to be maybe very graphically oriented. There's developers and so I think that again, because I have that background going to architecture school. Many architecture firms. I work for an interior design firm, so just knowing how the industry works and then knowing I've been doing web coding since I was in middle school, so being able to put those two mm. together, I think that that's one of the things that really you know I, I'm not aware of anyone else who's who has that background, but I think that's why it's worked for for us is because we we can we're able to you know relate to our clientele. I think that's why I got into it too. I like I love if I could be. Real estate developer I, I just don't have a set but if i if i could do it I, I would but i uh i didn't since i've been doing websites since i was little it's it's kind of hard you know that's it just comes to me easy. like i'm building a chicken coop right now for my wife and like building is just it, it does not come naturally to me but websites do so that's why <laughs> i think that's why it works out <laughs>
1: Yeah, that real estate development, interesting that you say that because even real estate development firms, I've seen their websites. And it, okay, unless I really, really need them and I really have a, I'll reach out to them. But we only the skill set you have, I can imagine. That would make me, if I'm even not in the business of looking for it, I would go, oh, I, I got to develop something just because this real estate development company, look at their website. Yeah. It makes that much of a distance, especially 2022 and 20 you know, beyond. We're moving so we're in the digital realm that that's so vital. And I'm not sure everyone's picked up on that yet. Yeah, your, it's a definitely a
0: big about? it's a slow moving wave. I mean, like there were a lot of architecture firms jumped on sooner than other industries, actually. Um, so like my first client was an architect in Riverside, California, and he, you know, this was basic HTML, uh, you know, nothing fancy, but you know, like a lot of art, but there, it's still a slow moving curve. And so a lot of architectural firms, maybe in 20, 2005 or so got one and the technology has really changed since then, since then there's every screen size imaginable you know, in the weirdest shapes possible. And so I think that there's been a, you know, slow moving, you know, it's been a very stable industry, which is really interesting. Cause there's, you know, there's the fax that came and went or other t- marketing <laughs> tools and websites has really been since I think since magazines and in print, you know, books that websites has been the, the most established marketing tool that really seems to have longevity Websites started in 1991, um, you know, really picked up, you know, right around twenty ten when the iPhone came out, websites moved to the phones and tablets and so on. So it it's definitely, I think, since the book or since magazine printing has been the most established marketing tool for visual communication. So it, it is something that you know it's not like like social media will will come and go. You know, it seems to come and go. TikTok is here with Snapchat or something. Those things. Mm -hmm. appear and then they disappear within a a few years and it looks like you know facebook probably will change over time uh but websites are that's one of those things like even apps apps can be uh they have to get approved by apple or google then they you know they can they can be removed or altered but websites are totally this it's almost like i mean i think the most similar is book publishing because you can get it, as long as you get it up on a computer browser. Anyone can code anything, put it up by domain name. So I, I think that's, I think that's, I don't know if that's what you're describing in terms of, you know, people, sure, people, it is. people yeah. getting on like, you know, there, there's about a five to 10 year, like every five to 10 years so far, there's been a, a decent shift in the technology. But it, what I'm doing today is almost identical to what I was doing about 20 years ago. Other than the oh. back-end pools, which is really interesting. We kind of went, and then, I don't know, this is a history of websites. So I don't want to, sure, no, no, I love it. We're kind of boring of most people. But like I remember in 2010, uh, Steve Jobs wrote an e- uh, email announcement saying they were not going to uh, permit Adobe Flash any longer on Apple devices, and that forced everything to go back to the technology of the 1990s. So really what what we're seeing today, and even like, email. Email technology and website technology is almost identical to the 1990s. The only difference is that the tools to make things are easier, but the presentation, you know, the those GIF things, you know, there's like, they call them GIFs and, and people use like goofy animations on them. That was like something that was popular in 1990s and that hasn't gone away. So it's, it's just kind of interesting, but in terms of just, you know, refining you know, every about five years, I'm finding that things start to look dated. You could just, you know, when you see one that's about five years old, you can see it in terms of the pixelation or the, the, the dimensions of the images. But but other than that, it's um, it's a very stable uh, marketing platform. And sorry, that was a little lengthy. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect. Thank you, thank you very much.
1: This is The Modern Architect. We're talking today with Justin Page Wood, owner and founder of JPW Design Studio. For more information, feel free to visit the website at jpwdesignstudio.com. Our public service announcement for today's show is the Spina Bifida Association. The Spina Bifida Association's mission is to build a better and brighter future for all those impacted by spina bifida, fueled by dedicated healthcare providers, parents, adults, Caregivers and others, they're committed to helping people live longer, healthier lives through research, education, and support, clinical care, network building, and advocacy. Visit them on their website for more information at spina bifida association.org. Again, that's spina bifida association.org. Justin, with architecture and construction constantly evolving, um, you shared with us just a minute ago about uh, you know how websites work and how it hasn't changed much. What's evolved at least in your experience in the last say uh, couple of years with uh, designing websites for architects uh, designers?
0: Yeah, the the biggest one is the platform which is used to create it. So like when I started, um, I would coded everything in HTML, kind of the early website coding tool, and then. like I was saying before, Adobe Flash was becoming really popular because things could move around. And so that's just a different tool to create a website, you know, the the tools in the back end to create that. And then again, like when Steve Jobs said that they weren't going to support it because it it took forever to load. It it wasn't, you know, user-friendly. You couldn't use it on a mobile phone. Like you have to click. Um, Then that moved into WordPress. And so we used to use WordPress for a while until our clients would come back and say, they hated working with it because it was just, it didn't, you know, it didn't make sense. It was on the back end. You know, some people get it, but most uh most of our clients didn't enjoy it. And so we've we moved then to Squarespace uh because we were actually getting that feedback from our own clients that they enjoyed that. So that's the tool that we use. I, I think that's the big thing is like as you know, the details change and they do change once in a while. Like Google a couple of years ago said, you know, if you don't have a secure website, they're gonna derake you, and make it say like. That's not secure, like a warning symbol. So, those, and then the the other big thing um, with accessibility, there was that lawsuit about two or three years ago with Domino's. They said that their website, uh, the courts ruled their website was not accessibility friendly. And, um, you know, for the general, it's almost becoming a general, you know, public space in terms of your website. If someone comes, like an architecture, if someone trips on your property, you could be held liable if it was not designed properly, in the same way that the website. Um, can be deemed that way if it's not user-friendly. If it's frustrating, people are trying to get access to something. Um, so that those little details like that, that is what's changing it because it's becoming so ingrained in our culture and our communication tools that um, there, there's always going to be something like that. It doesn't happen very often anymore, maybe every year or two. But I think that's the biggest thing is the tools that we use to get websites change. But the concept of creating a fully custom, you know, page on a computer, digital device, I mean, now it's been, I don't know how many years it's been, about 30 about 30 years. Um, and um, I think more and more, like we were talking about before, that this is becoming uh, just part of the business model. Like if you had a retail store, and, and in some cases, it replaces that because like with COVID, a lot of people couldn't have anyone show up to your office but you could they could show up to your website so it is there is a sustainability aspect in the sense that the website helps sustain the business in cases like that when you have to meet remotely or showcase things remotely that is a it seems to be something that I don't know how long it's going to last but it it seems at this point it's going to be for a while yeah justin what uh would you like to add to uh your
1: show today that we may not have talked about that you think is important to uh to the audience?
0: Um I think that I think the number one thing if there's anything with the website that I've seen is to use it to really establish your niche within the industry so instead of just fo- showing only photos of your work and I I think that maybe the second thing is there's sometimes can be a tendency to show too much on a website maybe products that you've done that were older or smaller in scope or no longer represent your firm well anymore really showcase the best examples of your work so that again you're getting that first impression for what for a client when they visit the website they're getting the best possible first impression and then establish your firm in a within a niche or a specific approach in your industry so that anyone who goes on your website really understands what you do and why you are unique I think that if you do that, that's going to give you the, the best result in terms of, you know, why have that website and why have it up and when someone goes to see it. So really like stake claim to a specific niche and make that very clearly known on the website. I think that's the most important thing that you can do um, because oftentimes you can, someone can go to your website, not it, it, maybe the photos look great, but if they don't understand what it means or why you're an expert in a specific category that I think that's the biggest lost opportunity if that's not really clearly stated. Excellent. Justin, it's been a real
1: honor and pleasure having you on, on the show today as our guest. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you again, Justin. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. Our guest today has been Justin Pagewood. Justin is the owner and founder of JPW Design Studio and began his firm while studying architecture at Cal Poly Pomona in Southern California. Since then, his team of 15 designers has designed over 350 custom websites for architecture, design, and real estate firms throughout the country. Today, he and his wife live east of Dallas with their four kids and many cats dogs, and two rabbits, I love it, on 10 beautiful acres. For more information, feel free to visit jpwdesignstudio.com. Again, jpwdesignstudio.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, engineer, influencer, or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. Thank you. Today's episode is made possible by Modeler the rapidly growing community for AEC professionals to find and share design inspiration. Created and maintained by architects, join hundreds of thousands of other AEC professionals who are part of the Modeler community. Visit Modeler.com and follow Modeler on your favorite social media channels for regular design inspiration.